You are currently listening to a Suffolk Free Radio podcast. The views and opinions expressed on real reactions are the views and opinions of the show personalities only and do not reflect those of Suffolk University, Suffolk Free Radio, or those of the Student Leadership and Involvement Office. Hey guys, welcome back to Real Reactions. I'm surprised I'm actually going to be able to film a second episode in a week because normally like I, it sometimes ends up being every two weeks when I want it to be every week like winter semester it was but spring semester so far it's going pretty good um i'm gia and today i'm going to be talking about matilda the movie one of my absolutely favorite movies i my it was at like my grandma's house on a cd and she would like put it on and i would play that shit over and over and over and over again because i loved it um I did see the musical on Broadway when it first came out. I was like 10. I think it was like my second Broadway musical I'd ever been to. Um, I did watch the musical that came out on Netflix. That was pretty bomb. I was thinking of like doing a review, like not like a review, but like a podcast on that one too. But like, I feel like just this movie's kind of better because like the other one, there's cuts of like music, which like can kind of like get annoying. But yeah, um, in this movie, we have Mara Wilson. Fun fact, Ben Shapiro's cousin, um, and of course the iconic Danny DeVito. Um, I did write a letterbox review for this, so I will pull it up now. So, I gave this five stars and I said, Watching Matilda and Miss Honey get chased by the Trunchbull in her house is scarier and more anxiety-inducing than anything Bloomhouse Productions has ever made. And I stand by that statement. So, anyways, let's get into the movie. So we open on Matilda getting adopted by Harry and Zinnia Wormwood. And so in the musical, and I think in the book, Matilda is their biological kid, but I think in here they're, she's adopted. And so basically you see just Harry and Zinnia being like, the adoption is stupid, this is expensive. Which like, it kind of like isn't really making sense how she's adopted because like they don't want her anyway. So I don't know, maybe like I missed something here. But yeah, so they have an older son named Michael too who they, like, 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 he's fine, but, like, Matilda, they just hate her from day one, and so we kind of see that, they, like, kind of, like, literally throw her in the trunk, and they do leave her there, like, straight up leave her in the car first day, and we kind of see that in the neighborhood, they're known to be unlikable, like, they're, as they, like, come down the street, all we hear is some kid yell, the Wormwood guy's back, and then, like, they all, like, disperse away from the car, and we learn that, Harry is a kind of like a corrupt used car salesman while Zinnia doesn't have a job she just kind of plays bingo all day while Michael goes to school and there's kind of this montage of her growing up and Matilda's pretty much left alone all day every day to watch the house and like take in packages that her dad has which is like it kind of explained later why the packages are so important but We know that she's very intelligent, she can cook, she loves to read, and these are all things that, like, her family isn't big on. They're very, they prefer TV and prepackaged meals, and there's a lot of parental neglect, and they don't really even know how old she is. Like, there's a scene where um, Matilda's like, I want to go to school, I'm six, and her dad's like, you're four, and she's like, no, I'm six and a half, and then they go to the mom, and he's like, how old's Matilda? And she's like, four and then she goes I'm six and a half mommy and she goes five then so they don't even really even know how old she is and books are kind of her escape like if we see her at a very young age teach herself how to go to the library check books out and she reads and reads and reads and reads 
and it it makes me feel guilty because she's reading books that I haven't even picked up yet and I do try to read a lot more but a lot of things kind of get in the way for me sometimes like the last book I read I think took me six months to read because I had to stop because I was busy with so many other things but again she is six so she definitely has more time on her hands than me so there's a scene where Harry comes home from work and he's like, I sold all these cars today. And he tells his son, Michael, calculate these. I sold this for this many thousand and this many thousand and this many thousand. And he, and then so Matilda says the number and he accuses her of lying and cheating and looking at the paper. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I can't even see it. Like, it's all the way over there. And he calls her smart aleck, which results in a fight. And so Matilda, there's like this whole like thing where... Harry says when a person is bad when it like they can be punished so Matilda's like okay so the next morning she takes his um hair tonic and she puts peroxide in it which makes Harry's hair this like bleach blonde and I think that was kind of funny for like I would have never thought of doing anything like that like I wouldn't I don't think I could get away with it because I would probably be like that was me like I'd be a little too proud of it but yeah, I thought that was funny and honestly deserved. But um, then there's a scene where the kids go with Harry to work. And we know that Harry uses like stolen car parts and the FBI is watching the house. So this is kind of like where like he, the corruptness comes in. And it's <laughs> Danny DeVito is a short king. He's like 4'10". Finally, like a man that's shorter than me <laughs> like but um so it's funny to see him stand next to the kids because they're pretty much as big as him but so harry starts talking about all the ways he screwed people over by selling his crappy cars on purpose and so matilda's like this is illegal and so there's this repeated phrase harry uses it and then later in the movie um her principal uses it who like we're going to talk about later and he says it's this um I'm smart, you're dumb, I'm big, you're little, I'm right, you're wrong, and there's nothing you can do about it. And this is, like, it's frustrating because it's true. Like, there is things you can do about it, yes, but, like, thinking of it from when I was younger, I feel like it was, like, adults overrule, which, like, now I don't really believe. I think, like, it's kind of just, like, adults, like, hold this power over children, which I don't think it should be that way. Like, yeah, I think, like... I'm not saying, like, disrespect your elders, like, I'm not promoting that, but I think, like, respect should be earned. But, um, so then she decides to get revenge again, and she takes some super glue and places it on the inside of his hat. So we know Zinnia plays bingo, and so she pulls up to Harry's car shop, and she's screaming, she's like, I won the dumb double bingo, I'm taking you guys to Cafe Le Ritz, which, like, is this, like, um fancy restaurant I guess and so they walk in and Zinni's like take your hat off Harry and he's like I can't she's like what do you mean you can't so then there's this whole scene of um her trying to like pull the hat off and like she can't and so it's causing this big scene so eventually they just both fall because it won't come off and it's kind of this domino effect of like the waiter bumping into Harry and this falling and this falling and like he, um Harry slams into the dessert table which end of like of course, there's one dessert that falls perfectly with the fork in front of Matilda, but then the other dessert splats and her brother and her dad's a mess and her mom has salad in her hair. And so they go back to the house and Zinnia manages to cut the hat off and it leaves this mark and he looks absolutely ridiculous. It kind of looks like um someone put duct tape on his forehead. 
But then, so he's pissed, and he's like, we're going to eat dinner and watch TV as a family. But Matilda is big on TV, so she's reading in the corner. So he gets up and confronts her, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm reading. And he's like, what is this trash you're reading? And she goes, it's Moby Dick by Herman Melville. And he goes, Moby what? And then he just takes it and rips it apart, which, like, is kind of sad. And then so he, like, holds her head up to force her to watch the TV. And they're watching this, like, game show. It's called, like, Get Sticky with Ricky, where, like, they paint a guy or someone or whoever, and they have to, like, catch money on their body with the glue. And so as Matilda's sitting there watching by the power of, like, just her squinting and staring at the TV, it explodes. And this is kind of, like, the first, like, glimpse into, like, her powers that we see, which, like, in the musical, in the book, she does not have powers, I don't think. I think this was just, like, an exaggeration. But it does make it fun, you know? Um, it also reminds me of that meme on Twitter. It's like, who's winning in a fight, Eleven or Matilda? Which I think is funny. Honestly, I think Eleven would win. I'm sorry. Like, Eleven flips over, like, trucks. Matilda, like, can pick up, like, a cereal box. Sorry. Anyways, so, um... We see the Trunchable buying a car from Harry. And so they do like a deal exchange. He sells her the car in exchange. Matilda goes to school there. And as they're talking, the Trunchable, like, she always says these things about kids because she hates kids. But she always makes it a point to tell, to say, like, I was never a kid. So she's talking to Harry and she goes, they're all mistakes, children. I'm glad I never was one. And Harry just goes, "Uh uh-huh. And so Matilda finds out she's going to school and she arrives to this unwell-kept building with lots of kids running around, and they seem like they're having fun, but then the Trunchbull comes out, and they just go quiet, and they all just, like, stand at attention. And so she meets these girls, and they just talk about, like, the school. Like, they give her, like, insight, and (laughs) the Trunchbull is an Olympic um, shot put javelin and hammer throw thrower, and... I did shot put in high school, so I think it's funny that, like, I have something in common with the Trunchbull. I was not Olympic level good, but it's just funny that, like, I know about shot put. (laughs) But anyways, so, um, there's a girl, Amanda Thrip, in the crowd, and the Trunchbull goes up to her, and she reprimands her for wearing pigtails, and she was warned about wearing them because the Trunchbull doesn't like them. So there's, like, a little spat about that, and so at one point the Trunchbull takes her pigtails and she swings her like a hammer throw and throws her. I don't know how the girl survived, but she does, thankfully. Then we meet the infamous, lovely, sweet, beautiful Miss Honey, aka Sarah Paulson's doppelganger. Miss Honey is Matilda's teacher, and Miss Honey quickly realizes how intelligent and advanced she is. And so she goes to the Trunchbull, who, by the way, is has a dartboard of the children's faces, and she's throwing darts at them. And she asks the Trunchbull if Matilda can be in an advanced class, but the Trunchbull accuses Miss Honey of trying to pass her off to another teacher because she can't stand her. So she's like, absolutely not. And so Miss Honey shows up to the Wormwood House to talk with their par- talk with her parents about the same thing, like you know, putting her in advanced class because she believes that she's kind of a above the level that she should be at but um Zinya and Harry are like that's stupid college is stupid boo education and they're like no so that like doesn't work 
Then at school, the Trunchbull calls an assembly, and she orders Bruce Bogtrotter to come up on stage. And so she accuses him of eating her personal chocolate cake, but he's like, no. And the one thing about that I noticed about him is that he's very chill during all of this. I would be shaking and peeing, but he's just like, I didn't eat your cake. I don't know what you're talking about. He's very stone-faced. So the, tr- the Trunchable brings him out a slice of cake and has him eat it. And she's like, oh, that was good, right? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you should have more. And he's like, no. And she's like, too bad. And she brings out this gigantic cake. It's huge. When I say huge, it's huge. And we see the cook. Her name's Cookie. And I just, it made me wonder, like, what kind of people willingly work at the school. Like, do they also hate kids? Because as Cookie's, like, brings the cake out and she's walking away, she goes, rotting kids under her breath. So are they all people that do hate children? Or are there people like Miss Honey who are just there because they need the job, you know? But so she forces him to eat this cake in front of everyone. And we kind of watch as we see Bruce, like, on the verge of sickness. So Matilda decides to cheer for him causing everyone else to cheer as he finishes his cake matilda and her friends then go like into like this woods area and they collect a newt which is like a little it's like a reptile i don't know and so the trench pole pulls up and her car isn't working so the first thing she does is grab matilda because her dad sold her the car and she throws her in the chokey basically just because she's pissed at her dad she's like your dad sucks go in there and the Chokey's like a small, dark, smoky, wooden closet with needles. And it's... I I, I don't know how the school has not been investigated. Like, I, I guess those laws don't exist in this universe. But, um... So basically, Lavender, Matilda's friend, has the new... And she decides to put it into the Trunchbull's water. Because she served water at the beginning of every class. And so... Miss Honey's sitting there and she realizes Matilda's gone, so she goes to get her from the chokey. And um, so Ms. when Miss Trunchbull goes in there, she's kind of just there to, like, teach the kids, like, her definition of education, I guess. So she talks, she says the word definitely, and she asks that girl Amanda to spell it. And she goes, Miss Honey taught us with a poem. And then Miss Trunchbull goes, a poem, how sweet, what poem would that be? And then, so... The poem is Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. Mrs. F. Oh, oh my goodness. Did I spell it wrong? Oh, wow. This is embarrassing. It's like Mrs. D. Wait, it wasn't definitely. It was difficulty. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Miss, that makes sense. Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F. F-I, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. L-T-Y. And then Miss Trunchable, like, slaps, like, this, like, this rod that she carries with her. And she goes, why are all these women married? Which I thought was funny. I don't know. And so she pours the water in her cup. And the newt's there. And she realizes and starts yelling, snake, snake, snake. And then so Matilda raises her hand to correct her. But the Trunchable thinks she's, like, raising her hand, saying that she did it. So she kind of, like, goes in on her, and she ends up saying the same thing her father said, which is the, I'm smart, you're dumb, I'm big, you're little, I'm right, you're wrong, and there's nothing you can do about it. And so the Matilda's powers kind of get triggered again because they're kind of triggered by her, any, like, adult rage, especially from her father, but her father and the Trunchbull obviously seem to have similarities in their roles in Matilda's life. So this causes the bottle with the newt to fall on... Um, 
the trench bowl and she she like starts screaming and she does like this funny little like shake moves to try and get it off of her which she eventually does and it kind of like flings onto a light and it falls into like this kid's hand it's just i don't know i feel like this movie's filled with like these funny little scenes where you're just like this is like kind of like a sad movie but like let's not take it too seriously miss honey decides to invite matilda to her home which i like don't think that's allowed but i'll let it slide so she shows the trunch she shows her the trunchbull's house and she tells her this childhood story about the house and so miss honey basically tells a story about herself where she used to live there when she was two her mom died and her dad needed home help so her mom's stepsister watches her but she's mean to her and then her dad dies by supposed suicide but there's some suspicion on that so she kind of like eventually like goes away from the house because she can't stay there so she finds a cottage for listen to this fifty dollars a month in this economy never that'd be like five thousand five hundred not even five hundred no five thousand okay but so she lives there and we see the cottage and it's so like it's very cute it's very cottage core like i loved it and so then it kind of clicks to matilda that this person is miss honey and the mean stepsister the mom's stepsister like her guardian is miss trunchable so miss honey to, to miss honey miss trunchable is basically aunt trunchable and so we also learn that everything she's ever had was left into the house so then matilda and miss honey kind of like go to like peek on the house and we see the trunchbull pull up with her broke ass car and a black hat appears and they were actually just talking about like adult fears and so they see her and matilda's like she's afraid of cats and miss honey goes only black cats she's very superstitious which is really funny to think about the trunchbull like being superstitious and so then the cat gets closer to her so she kicks it which is awful and then she just like takes off like she leaves and so matilda proposes to miss honey that they should go in the house to get some of her things since she's gone and this is my all-time favorite scene and also like the base of my letterbox review but so they go in the house they take two chocolates from the box since that was like something miss honey and her dad did they would like eat the chocolates in there and they go upstairs to grab miss honey's doll which is called lissy doll but then they hear the trunchable screaming on the phone with harry and so, as Miss Trunchbull's sitting there, she looks at the chocolate box, and they didn't put it on all the way. So, she realizes that somebody's been in the house. And so, like, also, while, like, Miss Honey and Matilda are up there, they're, like, hiding behind this, like, banister thing. Because, like, the house is low-key a mansion. And you can kind of see in the frame that the Trunchbull could very much see them. But, of course, like, it's not going to happen at that moment. Like, there's not going to be any, like, ah, I see you. Like, that would be, like, too predictable. But, like, I ignore it because I just like the scene. So, basically, it's this whole anxiety-inducing chase montage with the house. It's, like, the Trunchbull will be close to one of them and the other will, like, distract her so she goes the other way. Or there'll be parts where, like, you think she's going to get one of them, but then, like, Matilda will pull something smart. Or, like, you think it's Miss Trunchbull, but it's actually, like, Miss Honey. And so, it's my favorite scene. It's my, one of my favorites. And so, they eventually, they escape but like just barely and they escape through like this tiny window like so tiny and it was it looked like it was like chained up so it still doesn't really make sense to me how they got out in the first place but whatever like as long as they're safe it's fine the fbi men from earlier are at the wormwood's house now and they trick zinnia into thinking they're boat salesmen so she's like talking to them and like spilling secrets about having like bank accounts in different places and so they have like a tape recorder up to her 
And so Harry comes in, and she's yelling at her. And so this is when Matilda, it kind of clicks for her that the rage of her dad and, I guess, the Trunchbull is what makes her powers start. So she starts kind of, like, practicing with them more. And so the next morning, she... There's, like, this whole cute little montage where, like, she dances around as she's trying to use her powers to do little things around the house. And she kind of, like, makes, like, her own little cute, like, dance party by making things, like, fly around. And, like, okay, fun fact. So Mara Wilson, when she was filming she was embarrassed to dance by herself and she told Danny DeVito so Danny DeVito told everyone in the cast crew that was around to start dancing to make her feel comfortable which is so cute I love that anyways so then the FBI guys are just hanging around outside and they go into the garage no warrant not legal and Matilda catches them but she uses her powers to make their car move causing them to run away and she also uses her powers to take the tapes out of their hands which, like, I thought this was interesting because her family treats her like ass, yet she was willing to help make sure, you know, like, her dad didn't get arrested. So I guess, like, there's some sense of, like, love or, like, I want to do right by you for some reason. But, um, as you know, she's getting better with her powers, getting more confident. Matilda visits the Trunchbull's home in the, in the storm, like, wind. Like, it's awful. And she sits on her roof. And so the Trunchbull's sitting there having a casual night in by eating chocolate, sharpening her knives, and throwing javelins against her wall. So, such a great night. A great way to spend a night. Anyways, so she uses her powers to get Miss Honey's doll and two chocolates. And she also decides to mess around with the Trunchbull and make her think she's doing insane. So she moves the hands on the clock so it keeps dinging like the hours are passing even though it's not even been like a minute. She pushes her chair back so she falls on the floor. She makes the shot puts fall on the stairs because the Trunchbull just has, like, a bunch of shot puts, like, for fun, I guess. And has a portrait of Miss Honey's dad, his name's Magnus, go onto the wall replacing her own portrait. Since, like, there is, like, a hint of, like, speculation that the Trunchbull killed him for assets and, like, for the house. And, like, so Matilda made it seem like it's as if, like, he's haunting her. And so we see the Trunchbull run out of her house out of fear, but she finds Matilda's red ribbon that's always in her hair that fell out. And, yeah, so it's kind of like a, ooh, like, ouch, like, what's going to happen next? But, like, there's, like, obviously obvious similarities between how Matilda feels about the, her father and the Trunchbull. They're, like, the same person for her, almost. Like, it kind of sucks that she has two people in her life that are the center of, like, her rage and, like like people that just bring her down constantly and like she's six like she shouldn't be having people like that so after that night obviously the trench bowl was like a mess so she shows up like disheveled hot mess express but not in a cute way and so she tells miss honey i'm going to be teaching your class today and so miss honey and miss and matilda are kind of like in the classroom alone at this point and so she finally shows miss honey her powers and miss honey's like oh like, okay, like, that's weird, but go off, and so, um, the Trunchbull comes in, she makes them form a line across the room, like, they're in the army, and she shows the red ribbon, and she goes, who does this belong to, and as she's drilling them, one of the kids calls her sir, which I thought was, like, really random and funny, but so she immediately blames Matilda, but Miss Honey, like, stands up, and she goes, no, Miss Trunchbull, it was me, and so then the Trunchbull, like, grabs her hand, 
threatens to break it and like we see like miss honey finally like stand up for herself and she goes i'm not seven years old anymore in trenchable and all the kids like gasp and then miss trenchable goes shut your holes which like i thought that was funny and anyways so she grabs matilda and as she's grabbing matilda matilda uses her powers to write a message in the chalk and so it says agatha this is magnus give my little bumblebee aka miss honey her house and her money then get out of town if you don't i will get you i will get you like you got me and that is a promise Ooh. and so obviously the trunchable is spooked she's like okay so then she uses her powers to smack the chalk erasers all over her and so the trunchable passes out and one little boy like they're all kind of like leaning over her to like see if she's like dead and one little boy is a little too close so she wakes up and grabs him first and so she's like ready to throw him and and then all you hear is miss honey go miss trunchable please don't throw him which like it's funny like that you have to plead for a principal not to throw a child at the window like casual day in a public school and so so she does throw him but matilda opens the window and makes him fly which does look kind of fun and she brings him back in safely but when he comes in he pushes into the trunchable who falls into a globe and Matilda uses her powers to spin that around, making her dizzy. And so the Trunchable falls and once she kind of recovers her balance, she charges at Lavender because she, they all kind of like backed up, but Lavender was like kind of like moved away from the group. So she charges at her, but Matilda lifts her up, causing the Trunchable to crash into the door. And all the kids come out of the classrooms and see her like that. And they're like, oh, like, what's going on? And then the kids in Matilda's class are throwing their food at her, causing everyone else to throw food at her. And we see Bruce, like, Bruce, like, smash cake in her face, which is such a good, cute, like, revenge moment. And they all just keep pelting food and everything at her until she drives off in her car to never be seen again. Trunchable has resigned, left the building. Her era has ended. After this, we learn, it's like kind of like a time passage, I think. We learn that Miss, that Miss Honey has moved back into her dad's house and her and Matilda hang out there all the time. Which again, shouldn't really be loud, but it's fine, I guess. And so her parents pull up and they're like, we're going to Guam, which like insinuates that they're on the run from the feds. And Matilda's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Let Miss Honey adopt me. And so, like, Matilda, like, also just, like, somehow had her adoption papers on her for some reason. Like, there's something she always carries around with her, like, just in case. Which I thought was funny. Like, why do you even, why do you always carry them with you? Like, I don't get it. And so, Zinnia, so she's asking her to sign it. And Zinnia's like, you're the only daughter I ever had. And she kind of, like, seems to regret not appreciating Matilda as a daughter. And so she does the one thing she can for her, the only thing that she's done that will benefit her and sign, and so does Harry. And it's, like, an emotional thing, yet it's also really, like, formal, which is funny. Like, like oh, like, this is sad, but yeah, like, we'll sign. It's like a business transaction. But, like, also, like, I know, I don't think adoptions, like, proceedings are this easy. Like, it doesn't work like this, but for the sake of the movie, I'm going to pretend that this is how it works. And so there's, like, this... Miss Honey and Matilda montage of them just like having fun and being cute in the house like redecorating hanging out having fun reading and Miss Honey was made the new principal of Crunchum Hall and they said that they had to add another school since kids never wanted to leave which okay like I find that hard to believe but whatever 
And Matilda also doesn't use her powers anymore since she doesn't really have a lot of rage anymore because there's nobody in her life that causes that, which is good because it kind of means that she's happy and we both see that they both are happy and they have family, like they have each other when they both didn't have anybody for a really long time. And that's Matilda. Um, it's a cute movie. Like, if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. Um, it's like a comfort movie for real. Like, it's so cute. I love it. I could watch this a thousand times over. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still working on making that intro for, um, the, this podcast. I, I don't know when that'll be done, but hopefully soon. But anyways, thank you for listening and goodbye.